Welcome to the latest episode of the Wits Up podcast. In just a few moments, you'll hear my chat with the very cruisy, very down to earth, no frills, no bullshit, Carrie Lester. I've known Kaz for quite a few years now. In fact, she's actually stayed at our house here before we had Frankie uh, because she actually slept in what is now Frankie's room. Uh, So I've spent a bit of time with Kaz over the years and one of my favorite things about her is that she is just true blue down to earth uh, kind of person. Uh, So it was great to catch up with her. I do wish I'd hit record a lot earlier. Um, There was a lot of nonsense talked and I think you would have enjoyed it, but we still had plenty of stuff to chat about. Uh, So I hope you enjoyed this upcoming episode. But before we get underway, just quickly, I want to thank our latest Wits Up supporters on Patreon. Uh, Big shout out to Blake and Luke Dunstan. Thank you for your support. Uh, If you haven't checked out our Patreon uh, platform yet, please do. We need your support. If you'd like to see us continue what we're doing, uh, continuing to bring you great content, please check out the Wits Up Patreon page. Uh, I'll leave a link in the description. Uh, But for now, let's get stuck into our chat with Kaz. (laughs) So we are officially recording. Uh (laughs) She's getting louder. Yes, she is. And doesn't it sound like, oh, it's not the worst thing in the world, but in a heartbeat, she'll be laughing and having the best time ever. Good. (laughs) That's what it's all about. As long as she's happy in the end. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, man. She's usually quite a happy kid, but I think uh, we're learning the whole toddler thing where she cracks it at anything. Like if she can't do something in half a second, she's just filthy. I don't know anyone like that. <laughs> Shut your head. <laughs> uh, okay, you good to go? Yeah. Sweet. Um, and also most of this uh, doesn't have much to do with triathlon, but, of course, it's going to pop up. Even better. Here and there. Yeah, <laughs> I figured. <laughs> you can only okay. ask the same questions, you know. How many times yeah, before the answers just get, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It makes my job very hard when talking to triathletes because how do you talk very, about? yeah. So that's why I like the podcast because we talk, want to find out more about the person behind the athlete as opposed to just the athlete. That's the whole point mm-hmm. of this. Cool? Cool. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. I might just leave all of this in anyway because I think it's funny. <laughs> all of it okay all of it every <laughs> bit of it the crying of frankie um you telling me that i need to edit podcasts or that we're gonna do it uh, <laughs> and you're gonna help because i hear that you're really good with technology great <laughs> uh-huh, right. at least i'm better than scotty don't ask him anything to do with technology whatever his computer is like i don't know 10 years old he refuses to replace it He's still working off like the Microsoft Office. You know, you know how you're supposed to use the product key to like update your your software oh, yeah. every year. I think it is. He hasn't done that once. <laughs> <laughs> so oh my god! He's using all like he can't do any of the anything on it, which he doesn't even know how to do anything on a spreadsheet anyway. But um, oh, really? yeah, I, I get asked for a lot of questions because I used to work in insurance and I used to look at a lot of spreadsheets and I used to work on Excel, you know, every single day. So I was pretty familiar with, you know, how to work my work my way around the sheets, but a lot's changed since then. I don't know how a lot of things have changed, but I can still find my way around a spreadsheet a lot better than <laughs> he can. That's for sure. Oh my gosh. Brett's exactly the same. No idea about technology. <laughs> Even yeah. just, can you please email this person? I'm like, dude, like, you you just need to click on mail on your phone. You don't even have to open a laptop. Like, yeah. that's how easy yeah. it is. No. Yeah. No. 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 But <laughs> he can cook. A, he can cook a mean meal. So you know, which one do you want? You got to pick one. <laughs> oh, mate, take, I'm totally I'll take okay food. with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
any day. Yeah, but you've you've seen um, the level of well, Chef Brady's cooking, um, yes. and my level of cooking, mm-hmm. and it's fair to say that we all have our strengths and weaknesses. <laughs> and it's very yeah, it's very fair to say that yours is not cooking as a strength. <laughs> <laughs> I made awesome muffin pizzas the other day. Frankie loved them. You just stick to the technology, Steph, okay? That's your strength. <laughs> you do that. Leave the cooking to Brett. That's why you guys work so well. Thank you. And this is now out there in the public sphere so everyone knows that I, people are telling me don't go in the kitchen. So I'm just going to do what I'm told. You can cook eggs. I think you're okay with eggs. I'd trust you with eggs. <laughs> Although I thought um, I was good at making eggs too, but apparently I'm not. And Scotty has taught me how to make some pretty good scrambled eggs. But until really? that point, I he banned me from making eggs for a long time because I always overcooked them. But oh. so over the years, I've gotten a lot better. Every now and then he'll still come in and he'll kind of like supervise. He's like, take them off, take them off. They're done, they're done. I'm like, cool, just chill out. I'm good at this now. Relax. <laughs> That's, well, so that's I thought I was I'm, good at cooking eggs, but apparently there's an art to cooking eggs as well. I'm sure there is. I, yeah, I try and cook an omelette and it always ends up as scrambled eggs, which are probably very <laughs> overcooked as well. But that's what, another reason I don't like being in the kitchen if Brett's at home because he'll come in and literally look over my shoulder and I'm, I just don't want a bar of that, so you do it and I'll walk out and he'll finish it. Of course he would. I mean, what? Uh, yeah, that's to be expected. Yeah, supervising. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love and being you're messing up to do his as kitchen. Well. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, now I haven't even introduced you yet, but um, people will know that I'm talking to the one, the only Carrie <laughs> Kaz Lester. <laughs> Is that the only Hi, name Steph. you've got? Hi, Kaz. Um, Scotty. Scotty calls me Kazzy. Um, yep. My parents, Kaz, is the the family name, the family nickname. Um, I think growing up, I might have had Kaza from friends. Um, Kazel, I had once. Kazzy wow. from Scotty. I had all sorts. I think well, I got a. But- I think I actually had a Raza in there somewhere. <laughs> Where does Raza come from? Just because it rhymes with Kaza? Yeah, I think so. It was a joke. Yeah, that one. That it's one very, was in there for a little while. Very Australian. Kaz is fine. Anything. Kaz is fine. Yeah. But so your I'm not going to give away your entire email, but your email is wheezy, and then some other things. What's where does wheezy come from? Before before we had this chat, I thought, oh man, I hope Steph doesn't ask me about the email address, which is cool. Really? But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's fine. It's so funny because I, I've thought about changing it, but I just can't. It was just such a funny, it's a funny email address. But it's, it actually was given to me by an ex-boyfriend who's actually still a very good, who's still a good friend of mine. And um, believe it or not, he gave me the nickname Wheezy because I often get up once or twice during the night to go to the toilet. I mean, why Why don't you? You know, I drink a lot, so I, that's how I got the, the nickname, Wheezy. <laughs> but then I would always spin it as a joke and just say, well, it's because, you know, I, I breathe heavy, like I'm a wheezer. That's how I cover it up, but I told you the real story, so <laughs> yep. it stuck. <laughs> So, and you don't need to um, name this ex-boyfriend, or you can if you want, I don't care, whatever. But do you, have, you, have you remained friends with all of your ex-boyfriends? Because I don't know if that's a very common thing. No, definitely not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I, we're not friends, but we're fine when, like, when I see my ex-boyfriend. But it's just super weird. His his wife isn't a fan of mine, um, so I kind of feel like I can't talk to him, even though there's like we've both got kids, we've both completely moved on. But it's just it's weird with him. But it's I don't know, it's disappointing. 
Yes, I would say I have managed to remain friends with some. Yeah. Uh, and there's there's probably maybe one or two in there that um, there's definitely been no no communication since the breakup. <laughs> but of of the of the ones I have uh, been in contact with over the years, there have there has been uh, one or two that have remained actually very good friends despite you know the relationship breaking up. So it's good yeah. that those those people are still in my life because we've both grown, you know, differently yeah. but have still yeah. been able to remain friends. So that's cool. Yeah. And Scotty knows um, one of them very well as well. As oh, that's well, good. You know. <laughs> yep. Um, as much as, he, you know, they've, they've met and they get along. So, you know, yeah. they're all, we're all friends. So that's cool. Happy families. Sorry? Um, I just said happy, happy families. families. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I want to go back to Chef Brady. Uh, the reason being you've actually you've actually stayed at our house uh, for I think Challenge Melbourne, I think it was. Yeah. You stayed here. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you are travelling, do you quite often do the homestay billeted system uh you've been in the sport for a long time so i assume you know people all over the world is that what works best for you you've made friends everywhere we have made friends yep everywhere we've gone um most races i think um if if there's a homestay available we will always try and stay with a family one because yes we like to eat real food um and we like yeah. to either cook it ourselves or help our homestay cook it or, you know, if they like to cook, then, you know, we like to share the cooking with them. But, yeah. you know, it also gives us the opportunity to meet a new family um, yeah. and we've met some awesome homestay families. We've actually had two or three of them come and visit us here in California when they've come, you know, travelling. So that's been really cool to be able yeah. to kind of return return the uh the hospitality to them so that's been cool um but yeah we we do that most of the time if we don't get a homestay we still like to try and find yeah like a house or a unit with a with a kitchen um because yeah i'd much rather eat my own food (laughs) um when i'm leading up to a race but it also i like to cook I like to cook. It's um, particularly in race week, I find it really kind of, it, it just distracts me from, you know, what's going on. And um, I guess you like to have that little bit of control over what you eat. Everyone does. But it's more, yeah, I definitely just, I chill out, have a glass of wine yeah. or two. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I just, that's like I like, I like to kind of like have my time out when I cook. Oh, that's cool. I mean, I can't relate to that because I hate cooking. Um, <laughs> I don't like doing things I'm not good at. Um, but when you when you are at a homestay, would you do you like to blend in with the the family or the host um, in terms of hanging out with them? Or I guess it depends on the people that you're you're staying with, doesn't it? Because I've just I've heard interesting stories on both sides. Uh, we'll always try and do things with the homestay. If, I mean, before the yeah. race, you know, obviously we can't do a lot. There's just too much going on with our own training and um, yeah. media commitments or, you know, just chilling out. But um, after the race, we definitely like to try and do something with them. Um, yeah. When we, when we went to Roth a couple of years ago, I couldn't go out because I was wrecked. But Scotty went out mm-hmm. with our homestay fit. Like he went out all night um, with <laughs> them. So that was cool. And they email us every year like, when are you coming back? Like they're ready for the party. Oh, that's cool. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've been at – well, Scotty's been out with them. But we've been to some wineries with other homestay families before after races. We went to one in Canada. Um, yeah. So – yeah, we will definitely try and do something with the family post-race if if we can. Um, yeah, that's cool. 
yeah, I mean, that's that's why we go there. We we don't, you know, like to just go and sort of take a room at someone's house. We do like to get to know the people and and make yeah. friends with them, especially, especially if we go back there. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's always good to know people in the area and, you know, share, that's why we go to those places. We want to kind of immerse ourselves in there and they always tell you where to go, what to see. Um, yeah. And yeah, share their town with them and their family. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I've said I said this earlier. Obviously, this this podcast isn't going to be too much about triathlon, but it, it's going to pop up, and I am going to sort of keep going on this uh, this um, path with you, just because a few people have asked a couple of questions around triathlon when we put it out there. Um, and, and one of the things you mentioned just earlier uh, when you're at events, you know, in the lead up to a race, there's media commitments and obviously you, you're pr- preparing for the race. But you, I know, you, you're not a massive um, media, social media athlete. I, I think it's fair to say you're more of a no no frills, you know, you've got a job to do, you want to enjoy, you know, and just get stuff done. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, I think um, a little bit of both. I mean, in the last few years, I've definitely been um, more active, you know, in trying to to have interviews, um, you know, with people, with yourself, with Bob. Yeah. Um, sometimes I just don't get asked, Steph, like <laughs> that simple. <laughs> I, I'm serious, like a, a definitely no, I know. in the last – in the last two years in Kona, I, I have had to say no to a couple of interviews, um, only because we've uh, we've come in late, and it just when you're trying to see you have sponsor commitments, you do have a, a list of media commitments, and then and then just you know, shit happens when you're yeah. at the races. Like things always happen that you don't think are going to happen. Like I don't know, you need to get a tire fixed or whatever. I don't have an entourage that does that stuff for me, I do it myself. Or if Scotty's with me and he's not racing, you know, of course he takes some of the load off and he'll help me with that stuff too. But most of the time, like we're at races, we're doing it all ourselves and there's only me and there's only really him. So we don't, Yeah. that's it. It's only us to share around. But, yeah, I'm def- definitely trying to do more interviews um, and if I'm ever asked for an interview, I'll always say yes. Uh, yeah. but on a lot of the time I don't get asked. So, um, and that I, you know, I'm not sure why that is. Maybe I appear, um, that I'm not approachable. I'm not really sure. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm always happy to do an interview or talk to, um, any athletes or, or friends or yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think we've had this discussion every time we catch up and it's, it's that you're one of the most underrated athletes, um, when you get to Kona and I, and I don't, I don't understand why, um, but you know, and potentially it is because you're not as active on social media, which is not a good reason as to why, uh, you're sort of fly under the radar a little bit. Um, but yeah, like I think you're one of the best athletes on the planet. Um, and it oh, all, thanks, always blows. Steffi. <laughs> well, you are. Like you just – I love your – I love your approach to racing and, and and training. It Like you seem to have a pretty balanced sort of approach to everything. Um, you just – you get shit done and you, you get results. Like your – last year was phenomenal, a phenomenal <laughs> year for you. <laughs> Don't yep. you think, though, like that has to be one of your best years of your career, I would say. Oh, by far. Yeah. yeah. It was um, a lot of those races actually weren't planned races. We kind of just, oh, you know, we buckled down here over the winter, and which we have been doing for the last few years. We just don't broadcast it everywhere, you know, every yeah. day. Um, and we – you know, we just we got into June and I did Nice and um, Broke lucky the enough I, I right? won. Well, it was shortened. The race was shortened in Nice. Ah, uh, so yep. let's okay. we'll be clear there. But the, oh, it was yeah, short. Sorry. 
it was hot. We yep. had the heat wave. But anyway, yep, yep, yep. I, it was after that we were, dri- we were driving home and Scotty said, "We, I, I mean, I had a whole summer schedule planned of, you know, doing Nice. I was going to go back to Alpe d'Huez, go back to Emberman, you know, the same mm. – the same schedule and then we were driving home from Nice and Scotty said, fuck it, Kaz, like why don't let's why maybe this year is the year that you really focus on Hawaii and maybe you need to go to Mont Tremblant instead of doing Ember Man. And I was like, What? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like that was uh, just so different to what we'd done in the last few years. Um but you know, we we talked it out and then we just we still didn't really make a plan, but we got home and started back training, and then we made the decision to go. And obviously, it was it was a good decision. Um, yep. But we we kind of just did the same thing all year. Um, just kind of got on with the training and not really put any expectation on any of them, or um, yeah, just kind of went about our business and then as we got closer to the races we're like yep this is we're going for it that was that was the attack all year (laughs) and sorry it was Mont Tremblant where you broke the course record wasn't it or bike Mont Mont Tremblant um yes I think yeah that's Cozumel Cozumel I think as well had a couple of sneaky ones in there (laughs) But again, I, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I don't ever look at those things. I don't ever put those numbers in my head ever. Um, so yeah, it was just yeah, good year, great year, <laughs> fantastic year. Um, and so, so one of the reasons I was asking is a few people, some of your fans, sort of wrote to us and said, "Why aren't you more active on social media? They'd love to know more about you." Um, and I like. I started to think. I wonder if you know that you do have fans out there, or do you just don't get that? What do you think? Uh, I mean, I think. I think I do. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm trying to be more. I'm trying to be more active. Um, at the same time, I, I don't really know what what I want to post. Like sometimes I yeah. go to post things and I think, oh, that's just like like dorky or. Like I just I think they're stupid. I know I don't want to post it. A lot of the time I just I don't have my camera out. I'm not I don't take photos of yeah. my food, and <laughs> you know I just, <laughs> because most of the time it looks like a mess. Okay, like I'm not perfect. My plate is a mess. Okay, no one needs to see that. It's not beautiful. It's a good meal. I eat good food, but you know it's all messy. It is whatever. Um, presentation marks I'd get a zero if I ever went on you know like MasterChef or whatever they are but um you know yeah a lot of the time again it's like Scotty and I out training I only just got a GoPro for myself this Christmas um Ah. so I've been a little bit more active with that but yeah I don't wear out training I'm chasing Scotty all the time I don't have time to take my camera out and take photos of myself like or him, you know, most of the time it's him in the distance or whatever. So, you know, I'm trying to be more active and um, just um, maybe just share a little bit of, you know, my thoughts on, um, I don't know, when I'm out training, like when I'm, for example, the other day I was posting about, you know, the brick runs and things, like just giving tips here and there that I think maybe I don't think it's that important but others, for other people it, it probably is. So, it's kind of a bit yeah. of an experiment for me to start posting more things like that and just to see what kind of response I get, what likes I get. Um, I don't yeah. – I've never used an Instabot. So in terms of Instagram followers, they're all authentic. Yeah. Great. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I don't have a massive following and, yeah, so I'm definitely working on the posts more. I'll be keen to see – kind of what I put up and the interest I get back from that and I'm if I have people message me and be like Carrie I really want to know more about um let's talk about your menstrual cycles or whatever you want to talk about like I have a load of knowledge but it's you know what Steph it's like it's more I what I share with people is more from what I've experienced 
I'm not yep. heavy on data or um, kind of training tools and things. So I don't post a lot about things like that, which I know some people are like super into. Um, yeah. I'm, but yeah, I'm more than happy to share any of my experience in life, which, you know, is only 39 years of. Um, <laughs> 39, not 40. 39 um so um yeah to share experiences in life or triathlon or whatever like yeah fire questions at me I'm more than happy to to um to talk and try and yeah boost my profile a little bit and but but also you're part of um uh kiss coaching Mm -hmm. keep it simple coaching yeah so I I assume from that point of view, uh, you can provide a pretty unique um, or interesting insight into, um, you know, possibly a different way of coaching, like you said, that isn't all numbers focused. um, And that's going to appeal to, you know, a certain sector of the triathlon community, I imagine. Yeah. I mean, we have um, a number of coaches. I think we have about five or seven coaches under us now. And yeah. while we say, I mean, we are very much that kind of keep it simple coaching. And when we say that, it's exactly what you mean, what you said. Like, yeah, we aren't super focused on data and, um, you know, yeah. using all, you know, going, you know, analyzing everything. I, some people need that and I, I fully respect that. We do have. Yeah you know, some coaches that are more focused on that. So if we do get an inquiry by an athlete and we know that that's what they're looking for, we will kind of funnel it to those coaches that are, you know, that can deal with that and they like that. I don't like it because, I mean, it's not that I don't like it. I'm not experienced enough in it. So I'm not going to take on an athlete that wants that. I I can't provide that service for them. I'm very much more, yeah, just – get the work done, um, don't overthink things. I want people to feel good. I want to see people to be able to have a consistent workout routine that have balance in their lives and, yeah. you know, they enjoy it because that's what to me is going to make them continue doing it, you know. That's yeah, what definitely. the keep it simple, you know, philosophy is. We want people to work yeah. hard. We want people to be consistent. We want people to have balance. We want people to, you know, do it together, find groups um, that share that kind of same philosophy because it definitely works better if you are around people that, you know, share those same, um, you know, ideas in terms of training or life. <laughs> yeah, oh, for, for sure. And I but think, same thing. Um, that- in- Sorry, you go. No, no, you go. No one's here to listen to me. They're here to listen to you. <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, in terms of the social media, it's the same thing. We haven't been active enough, you know, in in promoting that, you know, KISS coaching business. I haven't even been, you know, it's hard for me. I think about, you know, I I think about myself as a lot as an athlete. That's just me. So I'm trying to now, okay, I actually, we have a coaching business. I do coach athletes. I like to coach Mm. women particularly because that's what I'm good at, okay? So, but I haven't really put that across in much of my social media at all. So that's, you know, slack on my behalf. So we're all trying to get better in, um, you know, promoting our business, our coaching and, you know, ourselves. We're trying to do it all. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, same thing. If anyone has any questions or information or they want you know us to talk about things more fire the messages in and, and how can they contact you we may as well give them the best way to contact Just you through in, whatever through instagram through i mean i, mean, I generally yep. always check messages or they can yep. email me on my wheezy 1981 at hotmail.com <laughs> w-e-e-z-y <laughs> I always find that one funny when people ask me my email and, you know, I'm spelling it out to them and they have to repeat it. I'm like, yes, that's what it is. <laughs> Scotty's is worse. I mean, no one even knows. I can't. I still don't even know his properly. S-D-I-Y, you know, or whatever. 
<laughs> oh man um and just back to the social media thing i'm not saying that you're doing anything wrong uh at, at all it, um it's it's just it's interesting because we obviously live in an age where um social media is quite a prominent way of communicating things to people um and this seems to pop up in most of the podcasts i have actually um a lot of professional triathletes, uh, you know, use it as a platform, but a lot Mm -hmm. of sponsors need it. Yeah. Well, don't need it. They're saying that it's, you know, it's written into contracts. Um, It is. Yeah. So that's why I'm personally interested in how – uh, I guess you work with sponsors in that regard if you if you struggle with it because I know that you know in a in a perfect world for you you wouldn't have to do social media at all because it, it it clearly isn't a massive interest to you. Well, some people have agents, okay? They have some yeah. uh, they have social media managers that do all of that for them. They're posting, yeah. you know, on a daily basis, and they are very good with um, posting, you know, with their sponsors. So I'll be clear on some of those people actually aren't doing it themselves and that would be yeah. great. We could do that. We could pay someone to do <laughs> it for us. Say, so, okay, tomorrow post about Blue 70, you know, tomorrow post about Canyon, whatever, and they'll do it. Yeah. Um, so, yes, we do have obligations to sponsors. Um, but, you know, we don't want to come off as, you know, um, a billboard you know we don't want to be yeah. posting these ads we want to be authentic mm. that's it's, yep. it's it's difficult Key. it's really difficult um yep to be yeah where's that fine line there so some people do it really well uh and some people do it not so well but um yep. i think if sponsors see that you know you're really trying to um you know make your presence or, you know, trying to represent, if you represent them well on social media, um, sometimes it obviously like if you're tagging them here and there and, um, you know, in your posts, you know, definitely it helps wherever you can. Um, but yeah, it's, it's difficult because we don't, I don't, like I said, like I don't post a lot, um, just about, you know everything. I, I'm not posting yeah. about everything I do, so yeah. I just like to kind of be authentic. And then I, yeah. I kind of when I like I said I make those posts sometimes, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of dorky. It's come across <laughs> like an ad. I don't want to be like an ad. Like I don't want to come yeah. across like I'm trying to sell something. Yep. So yep. it is hard. It's hard. How yeah, you get oh, your messages definitely. across? How you get your messages across? Well pleasing sponsors and remaining authentic it's hard definitely definitely agree. especially um, especially when you come from an age where when I began triathlon uh, this was not you know there was I think we had we had Facebook I don't I mean Instagram I, I don't Instagram was probably around but no one was posting on Instagram like I yeah. just went out and trained from the day one, I just went out and trained. I never, never worried about the photos and posting training sessions and all of that. It hasn't yep. changed. I kind of never got on that bandwagon of the social media um, posting of training sessions and and um, things. But yeah, yeah, trying to be better. Okay, let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, but I, I don't feel like better is the right word because it's. It's more I don't, active. I don't know. It, yeah, I'm okay, not sure there you either. go. That's more yeah. active. More active. Yeah. More informative. But I, th- I think <laughs> I I like like see when you were talking about the food that looks like a mess. I reckon you just post that as you know, even if it's in your stories or whatever. I think you can take the piss mm. out of yourself, and I think you'd be comfortable with that. So like, rate yeah. my food. You know, <laughs> just okay. shit like that. That's funny. All right, good um, idea. Yeah, you're welcome. I just so people used to um, post, I think, on Twitter to Gordon Ramsay that, and they'd just say "rate my food," and it would just mm. look like it just would look <laughs> terrible. And he, yeah, pretty much. And his responses uh, w- were quite hilarious. But I think that might be a fun way for you to interact with people. Um, 
But anyway, I, w- I want to move on. Um, but you were just sort of alluding to it then that uh, you just you just go out and you get your training done. And what what I want to know is, like, you've obviously got a really strong work ethic. Just get out there, get shit done. Don't worry about the rest of the bullshit. Where do you think? Where do you think that comes from? Do you, is that is it a genetic type of thing? Were you are your parents like that? Are your grandparents like that? Um. Well, my dad is. My dad is a retired pilot, so he was very much. Oh you wow. know, Um. Dad worked for. Um, well, he was started in um, TAA, the Trans Australian Airlines. That's when I was super young, which then um, merged with Australian Airlines, which then was Qantas, and he retired oh. while he was with Qantas. So, um, definitely, well, there's definitely work ethic there from Dad, and Dad's, you know, he still loves to work out. He loves to ride his bike. He gets up in the morning. He needs to do his exercise before he starts his day. It's just how he's yeah. programmed, particularly well yeah. now. Obviously, he couldn't do that when he was, you know, waking up at 2 a.m. to be checked into a flight, you know, at 3 or something. But, you know, yeah. so definitely, you know, I get that kind of um, the exercise kind of, um, ec- I'm an exerciseaholic, I guess, from dad. But um, yeah. the work ethic for for really um, triathlon has been from Scotty. I owe it oh, to right. him, um, and I still owe it to him today. I'm definitely a lot better now. I'm, I'm much more self motivated because we do train, you know, alone a lot. But you know, when I started triathlon, you know, I did I did train with some coaching groups. Um, but then, you know, well, as I started to get into long distance training, I was definitely not as motivated as, um, someone like Caroline Stefan. I remember training with her on the coast and, you know, she had such a stronger worth ethic than me, you know, and I guess she was more, you know, she was more experienced as well. But, you know, I remember seeing, you know, how Caroline trained and, and what she, um, you know, the ethic that she had. Um, and then, you know, I met Scotty and he was like, his work ethic is unbelievable. Still is. Yeah. Like, so I owe it partially to my dad and my family um, and and Scotty. We still, we still do it together. I mean, sometimes, yeah, neither, neither one of us want to do it, but, you know, we always are there to pull each other you know, along, yeah. you know, get ourselves, um, get ourselves out the door. But yeah, I owe him big time. Yeah. Right. So do you think when you met, so at what sort of stage were you at in triathlon when you and Scotty met? Um, you know- I was actually, I was actually a little bit lost. Um, yeah, I was right. still living on the Sunshine Coast and um, kind of going through a bit of a transition kind of time in my life and I was trying to kind of work out what I was doing with, you know, triathlon. Um, And I, like I said, Caroline was there and she was uh, training with Team TBB and that's how I started training with the team. I was actually coached by one of Brett Sutton's sub-coaches, Matt Curry. Um, mm-hmm. And Maddie kind of really, he was probably, he kind of put me on a little bit of the path and kind of really started to show me the way in terms of training and what it was going to take, um, you know, if I wanted to obviously improve and be, you know, a contender in, you know, the professional um, racing uh, yeah. But then um, we had a camp on the Sunshine Coast, a Team BB camp, and Scotty came, and that's when we met. That was 2012. We met on that camp, um, and then that following summer, we spent the summer together in Switzerland, and that was it. Um, yeah, right. I think I left Switzerland with him. We went back to New Jersey and then from that moment, like we've barely, you know, spent any time apart. <laughs> so, yeah, right. 
Mm, yeah. And he stole you away to the States. He stole me to the United States. <laughs> but yeah, it, took, it, took us, it took us a long time to uh, kind of settle here. I think he always knew that um, this was where he was going to be and he really had not spent a lot of time in California but he wanted – he knew that that, that was going to be where he wanted to, I think, um, to live or definitely to explore. Um, so we did move around for the first few years that we – we was we were dating and um, just trying to work out, you know, what was going to work for us. Um, and I think we spent a, we spent some summers back home in Australia. We spent a winter, uh, summer in Boulder, um, and then we were in Switzerland. So we moved we moved around quite a little bit for the first couple of years. Um, and even every time we came back to the United States, we were always only renting short term places because we didn't we didn't know what where we wanted to live but um we're settled here now and we've worked ourselves out so we're cranking along yeah. so california is home it is um i mean you can <laughs> never i mean you can never you know um home is where the heart is it really is i still all of my family yeah. are back home and i miss them all of the time um, yeah. I actually am thinking about racing back home in May. I won't say which one, but um, I always try and look for an opportunity to see them at least once a year. If I can't get out there for yeah. a, you know, a fun trip, I'll, you know, I'll try and either get them to a race somewhere or I'll try and come back there. Um, I don't get that back there as much as. Um, I'd like to, but every time I go yeah. back, man, nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing's I've got to changed. say, you, it's cool. you you haven't <laughs> you haven't lost your. Uh, the reason I laughed is you haven't lost your Aussie accent because well, the Queensland side of things because cool rolls cool. off the tongue. Cool. <laughs> cool. Well, it's it's funny because Scotty actually I think has picked up an Australian accent because we've met people often and uh, and they can't uh, pick up that he's American. At first they think oh he's gosh. Australian. I'm like, hang on a minute, That's what? Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. That is brilliant. Yeah. Well he played. says tomato. He says tomato. Yeah. Wow. So that's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny. I don't, I don't notice Good. it but yeah, right. others do. So family-wise, they're in Queensland? They're in Brisbane, yep. Yep. Um, and so what uh, – sorry, remind me, brothers and sisters? One older brother still One in Brisbane. One older brother? Mm-hmm. So what does he do? He works for Main Roads. Um, he works – I think he's, he's a geotechnical engineer or something like that. Um. So yeah, Jared has worked with them uh, years now, and in fact, um, actually just um, looking at a possible career change, uh, hopefully oh, in the my. next few months. Um, so I hope, hope maybe that you know all works out for him. It's a pretty stressful job that he has. Um, yeah, right. He's loved it, uh, but yeah, he's he's been there for a long time now, and. Yeah, it's pretty stressful for him. So he's looking at, you know, he's um, four, he's five years older than me, uh, forty-four. So yeah, he's um, looking to do something different. Yeah, less right. stress for are a little you, while. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Are, are you too close? Yeah, we are. We've. I mean, we're a lot closer. Yeah, I remember. I mean, Jared didn't really want to know me until I was eighteen. <laughs> um, as brothers do, um, but yeah, I think as as, we, as we've gotten older, you know, we've become you know a lot closer, and um, yeah, I'd love to get him out to uh, see where we live here in California because he'd fall in love with it. Um, my parents have been out here twice now, but Jared hasn't been out yet, so I hope to get him out. Um, he may never want to leave, which would be cool. I'd love to get him a job out here. Um, yeah, right. So, yeah. 
Does does yeah. he have family? No. No grandkids right. for mum and dad. <laughs> is that is that a sore point uh, with your parents? The reason I ask I is my so. mum no, completely so. ripped. Oh, okay. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. I, I actually just posted this morning because uh, two years ago we announced that I was pregnant and um, my entire family asked if it was an accident because they had completely written me off. They didn't think that we would have kids <laughs> at all. <laughs> oh, well, oh, I'm sure they were very surprised and they were very happy. Definitely. Although when I told my dad he kept on saying and and i was like well I, uh, what else do you want to know Not like waiting. i just told you that i'm i'm that i'm pregnant <laughs> and I, like i don't know if i've got any other bigger news ever to tell you and he just kept saying and and i'm like what are you and what he was alluding to was <laughs> well. and are you happy about this and was this a plan and i'm like oh my they god they needed they needed an explanation <laughs> yeah uh, so is uh, is Mumsy retired as well? What does she do? Yes, yes, Mumsy is, re- is retired. Yeah, right. both retired. We were and, both, she- we were hope we were hoping that they would move from their house in Brisbane. We we grew up, my brother and I, we grew up going to Noosa for school holidays. So Noosa is like my second home, I guess, or more of. It's probably I feel like it's more of my home sometimes. But we grew up going to Noosa and we would spend our holidays camping. And at Noosa back in the day, at the end of Hastings Street, there used to be a caravan park. It was called Noosa Woods. All of the people that are from Noosa or whatever, they would know what I'm talking about. And they moved that caravan park. Um, uh, I, I was pretty young. I don't remember when it was. I was. I was pretty young. But they moved the caravan park from there to now Munna Point, which is if you've ever done, or you know Noosa Triathlon area, if others know yeah. it, it's, um, it is just before if you're going along Noosa Parade on the bike or run course, I think you make a right-hand turn at a roundabout to kind of then go along the Nooseville, the front of Nooseville there. It's before you get into that front section on Nooseville, it's actually kind of around Noosa Sound area that the caravan yeah. park is. But they still go there. So my brother and I, all the kids oh. have, you know, moved on from camping now, obviously, because we have lives. <laughs> but all of the all of the parents still go camping. That's their group. Oh, they still awesome. do it. And they've upgraded from like when we were camping, you know, as kids, we had the full, I think we had like a double marquee like tent. We had like a front tent, which was your eating area, and then, you know, your sleeping tent at the back. And yeah. it was so much fun as kids. It was, you know, those experiences and memories are, uh, you know, I really yeah. am so thankful for that. Um, but, yeah, so we've all moved on. But the parents, you know, they've upgraded from the tents and then they went to like the smaller kind of caravans like the Jayco ones with the pop-out ends. <laughs> and now oh, that they're all in there. We're looking at those now. <laughs> they're great. They're great. Um yeah. Now they're all, you know, they're all in their seventies now, and uh, they've just got the caravan now that you just drive it on, park it. You know, you don't have to do anything now. You might just pull out an annex and set a little bit of, you know, set a little bit of stuff up in there. But it's all very simple now. Yeah, You're right. No hard labor. No hard labor anymore. <laughs> all of them. They're all getting too old for that. But the funny thing is, is whenever I speak to, you know, my parents and my father in particular, and uh, so they still go up there at Easter, um, September holidays, and then at Christmas they go up for like Christmas time right through to February. They're still up there. They, I think they come, they go back home to Brisbane next week. So it's like it. it's great that they still do it, but at the same time it's like stopping them from having a lot of holidays over here. Or traveling uh, to other places because they still go up to Noosa for all these damn holidays. And yeah, right. They can't say no. They can't not go because as soon as they don't go, they lose their caravan site, which God forbid, you know, they can't lose the caravan site. So, uh, <laughs> so what do you want? Next year, 
you tell them that we'll take their spot and we'll hold it for them for the over the summer period and then they can go over to the states and visit you and then they've still got it for next year we'll i'll help them out okay we'll talk we'll talk (laughs) Well, you know okay. what? Actually, it went. Which, if I don't know which holiday time you were thinking of going, but I know you're, you're from Melbourne, and um, at September was always like an interesting time camping because there was. I think the guy. I think your holiday was. You may have started like a week after us. I can't remember, but there were always the big football grand finals in September. Oh yeah. And so we would have one week would be like the rugby league grand finals. So, you know, that was all, you know, camping, you know, people that camp love their football. So yeah. there'd always be like the sun, the Sunday grand final afternoon, you know, it was like always, you know, people screaming and yelling and whatever. And then you'd get the Victorians that would come in <laughs> <laughs> for their, for their uh, the, um, the uh, rugby, um, say it again. The rugby, not union. I don't know. The AFL. Come on, Steph. AFL. Sorry. I had a oh. like, total brain. The AFL. <laughs> so then then you'd have your grand final like the week after and then so you'd be all, all the Victorians would be all screaming about the uh, the AFL. <laughs> I love that. That sounds like my kind yeah. of camping. So that that was the September holiday. Yeah, yeah it, was right. a, it was a it was a good mix of uh, Queenslanders and Victorians and lots of football. I love it. Sounds perfect. Mm. Mm. Well, so uh, last night our friends just bought a. I think it was the one that you were talking about. It's it's like a trailer, but then it's got the pop up, and then things pop out to the side. That kind of the beds, caravan. The bed the beds pop out at the end. Yeah, yeah. So they yep. bought one pop last the night. Pop They'd, the top and then yep. pop out the ends. Yep. I love it. So just even listening to you now saying how much fun you had as a kid, that's just something that I would love Frankie to experience, um, especially with our mates who who want to do a similar thing with their kids. And then, you know, every holiday or every, you know, few weekends here and there, whenever I'm not at a race covering covering an event, I'd love to be able to do that with her. Oh, it's great. I mean, if yeah. I think about you know, how many kids we had camping there on the holidays that my parents have such a cool photo. All of the parents actually have it. Um, but yeah. it was one of the – the Easter holiday was always the biggest one. We have we had a lot of kids up there at Easter and that's actually still one. If I ever go back, you know, to Australia, you know, I really want to go back at Easter because a lot of the kids still go back and see family. So it's a good chance for me to catch up with, you know, people that yeah. I haven't seen in, in ages, but, you know, who I grew up with. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we did so much as kids there, yeah. you know, camping at Noosa. Like, you know, I remember going fishing and going to the beach, yeah. you know, playing elastics. Um, oh, my God, elastics. Well, yeah. Is that the one you jump over the yeah. bits Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, I remember, I, I can remember one afternoon, you know, we were having a um, – an elastic competition one afternoon and one of the mothers was trying to have a sleep in the tent and she was not impressed about us and the amount of noise that we were making and she came out with a pair of scissors and cut them in half. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so we were devastated. But um, yeah. Oh, my God. Who does that? <laughs> well, she was trying to have a sleep. <laughs> Do you know what, though? You don't go they to a camping to site. Be honest, well, they were probably all hungover from the night before, honestly. The parents, we wouldn't have understood it back then, but um, maybe yeah. that was why. <laughs> but that's you don't go to a camping site and expect to have, you know, Sleep. silence. And, yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> you get a tent and you go, yeah, nah. Oh, my God, what a psycho. Yeah, you go out to the desert or something. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> but it was fun, yeah, elastics and... Yeah, just walking up to the main street in Noosa at night and getting ice cream as kids. Like, yeah, really cool memories. Yeah, that is cool. That's the kind of stuff I definitely want to do and create with Frankie for sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You definitely have to get that pop up. Uh, we're on, for next summer, it's a plan. Mm-hmm. And they're so old school. Like, they're. What, oh, yeah. 
70s, 80s, like the old mm-hmm. material and the couches. It's They're yep. hilarious. We've been looking online. Yep. I love it. <laughs> cool. um, we've already really been cool. <laughs> I didn't know that was a Queensland thing. How embarrassing. <laughs> no, eat pool, yeah, pool and cool. It's very <laughs> Queensland. <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> I never knew. Yeah, there you go. That's how you can tell you're a Queenslander. Uh, although, I mean, I can't talk. I mean, I I think I I don't think I sound very Australian until I start speaking to people overseas, and then not not you, obviously, uh, but yeah, speaking to an American, and they pull me up on how Australian I sound. Do you reckon I sound Australian? Bit Aussie uh, bogey. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> No, you def- <laughs> I can definitely pick up, you know, obviously that you're Australian. You don't have the boganness that a lot of Queenslanders do though. Scotty yeah, okay. uh, reminds me a lot of the time about uh, the Queensland boganness and that I have it. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I don't reckon all of the listeners know what a bogan is. How, do, how would you describe a bogan? Oh, well, um, hmm. I don't know if it's something I should say, but I would say hmm, rough, uh, <laughs> maybe maybe a little bit redneck. Yeah. <laughs> don't be nervous. I see, I see a lot of um, Commodores. Do they still make oh, Holden yeah. Commodores over there? A lot of Utes. Oh, I don't know. I'd say yeah. um, a, a Ute and a VB. How about that? <laughs> Yeah, VB's beer for those people who don't know, Victorian bitter. Although, no, in Queensland it's 4X, isn't it? It would be 4X. Yep. 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 Yeah. Some durries. Bogan, Bogan durries. <laughs> yeah. Um, my friend, we're going to have to wrap this up very soon because we've already been going for an hour and I can't believe it's already gone so quickly. But – I, there's just a couple of quest, specific questions that people asked and they're actually two fellow pros who sent these questions in. So I want to ask them. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't be nervous. Go ahead. The, fir- the first one is from Rinny and she said, <laughs> Rinny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you ever going to go into Kona fresh so you can get on the podium <laughs> where you belong? Oh, Rini. I look. I made improvements last year. Okay, um, <laughs> I had a, I had a big mistake in Hawaii last year. I'm not going to go over all of that again. I don't want to, um, but I learn a well, lot. Can, just can you give us a quick? Because our listeners don't know what you're talking about. Can can you give us a really quick rundown? Okay, very quickly. Uh, last year in Hawaii was probably the best year I felt going into the race. Felt great. In the swim and out of the swim, I dropped my nutrition bottle about 30 minutes into the bike ride and spent the whole rest of the bike ride trying to make up everything that I lost. So I came off the bike feeling pretty cooked. That wasn't the plan. So I intend this year to not drop my nutrition bottle. Okay, that's Great what plan. that's what happened. But you know what? I think you know I it had happened for a reason. Um, it showed me that I had still like a lot of confidence in myself that I could handle that. Mm. When it went wrong, I was totally cool and collected and um, as much as I could be. So it happened. It happened for a reason. I made the mistake, learnt from it, but it showed me a lot about the person that I've become definitely over the last couple of years and how I, you know, am in my training and racing. Anyway, Rennie, um, I'm trying to go in fresher and fresher every year. I remember having the conversation that we had a couple of years ago. It has not left my mind um, <laughs> and it was at an after party. Um, when the best conversations rem- happen. I, yep. I do remember Rennie telling me, um, you know, of, you know, how fresh that you need to be, you know, going into Hawaii and, and um, she didn't you know, agree with my packed summer of racing and we did race a lot and we did some really hard racing. So um, I still like to do that over the summer. Um, 
yeah. definitely we're trying to um, make better choices in how we separate those races so that we do go in a little bit fresher. I'm trying my best, Rennie. I'm going to try and get on <laughs> as close as I can to get on that podium. This year we have another plan. I'm going to do my best. No dropping nutrition bottles. And I hope she's there and we're side by side battling it out. And run down that chute carrying the Australian flag the right way up. Yeah. You know how tired <laughs> you are at that point? I don't know which way the flag is. <laughs> I was happy that I had it above my head. Yeah, actually, that was impressive. Yeah, it's actually Mm, a great mm -hmm. photo. (laughs) It is. Uh, It is. Okay, the other question is from Lindsay Corbin, Um, and she sort of alludes to the fact that you've done some epic bucket bucket list types of races um, like Emberman, uh, Alpe d'Huez. I know that you've spent a lot of time going to races that aren't you know, the typical Ironman branded races because you love testing yourself and uh, checking out new places. But what bucket list races are left for you to do? Um, There are a couple um, and they might be happening this year. We're still kind of um, trying to make a plan past May. It's a little bit difficult, but um, yeah, I mean, there's still some Ironman races that I feel like um, I'd like to go and explore. Um, I've never done Ironman Switzerland. I've, I mean, I've never raced, um, I think, a race at all in Switzerland, even though we spend the whole summer there. We always go and race, you oh, know, nice. the French races. Um, so I've never done Ironman Switzerland. I've never done Austria. Um, I actually have a good friend in Switzerland. Her family lives in Austria. So every year she's like, you need to go and do Austria. And it always, we've always chosen to go on and to go and do Nice. So, um, we haven't gone there. So yeah, I think Austria would be really cool. looks amazing. Um, yeah, I think, um, there's a couple of races also that I actually want to go back to. Uh, so yeah, don't know. I'm definitely, there's, there's a few on the list. There's, it's definitely yeah. hard to fit it all in. And, um, man, like I really want to go back to Roth. Same thing. It's just so hard to fit, you know, races in at that time of year. Um, um, yeah. but yeah, there's, there's definitely a couple, but Lindsay, I think definitely for me, I think, um, Austria might be on the bucket list and, uh, Ooh. yeah, going back, going back to do a couple, couple of races that yeah I haven't done in a long time um but if anyone hasn't ever done races like Alpdewez uh it's it's seriously like one of the best races that you can do and spend the week there or spend the week after the race there and ride around you know some of the epic climbs they have there it's it'll change you know your whole you know perception of riding a bike yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. So really yeah, cool. up to it. definitely <laughs> a bucket list race. Yeah. Sweet. I definitely want to get there for sure. Yeah, you say that every um, year, Steph. I, yeah, but then I had a kid. <laughs> Will you meet me there this year? If I can get there. Yep, Scotty's going back. All right. Well, we'll, we'll be there. My goal to get there. All right. I'm going to do my yep. best. We always try and do a bike block. We always try and, you know, same thing, you know, we still love riding there. And like yep. I said, it, it's a place where you absolutely fall in love with a bike. You never feel like you're going out for a training ride there. You just go out and ride. So Yeah, it's stunning. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's a good break from, you know, triathlon. Just go out and enjoy riding your bike. Yeah, agreed. Yep. My friend, I'm really sorry, but I'm going to have to shut this down now because uh, I have Elton John to go and see. <laughs> oh, my Lord. How old are you? <laughs> uh, very. I'm younger than you. No, wait. You're 81, aren't you? Mm-hmm. When's your birthday? Just had it. Thanks for the birthday oh, yeah. wishes. <laughs> I wish Scotty happy birthday, but not you. 
Yeah, his was more important, okay? He was 40. He's over it now. He was all upset, but he's fine now. Oh, shit. Well, so you're like <laughs> four months older than me. That's it. Three months, mm-hmm. four months. Yeah. What are you doing for your 40th? Uh, next year, you know what? I'd really love to come back and go to the Australian Open. It's a bucket oh. list thing. I haven't, I've never been, and uh, I was thinking of maybe like going away on a trip somewhere. But just recently, you know, someone asked me the same thing, and all of a sudden I just said it. Obviously, because right. it's on now, it's I'm thinking yeah. about it, but I just said it. And then the more I put into it, I'm like, that would be really cool. My parents have never been. Scotty loves oh. tennis as well, and he's never been. So I think that is a rough, uh, a, a, a loose plan, but we'll see what we can do to make it happen. Yeah. It's an awesome idea. It's such a great event. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Do it. I think I'm going to do the New York Marathon is my is my goal for my 40th. Cool. That would be great. Yep. Yep. That's the, that's the plan. Um, okay. I need to shut this down. Thank you okay, so much. Okay. Go to your concert. Uh, sorry, this is, sorry we had so many false starts with uh, small humans and technology ruining everything from my end, but thank you for taking the time. Always, Steph. No, no problem. <laughs>